It is with a heavy heart that I announce this could be the last episode of Brownie, Richo and Hummer. I'm off to Russia this weekend when all reality I'm unlikely to return home unless it's in a box and Brownie, his entire punters club is asking for his head on a stick after a disastrous weekend on the punt. So unless Richo wants to steer this ship on his Pat Malone, settle in for what could be the swan song of the Sportsbet AFL podcast. Welcome back to the Sportsbet AFL podcast. As we said, this might be the last time you hear the three of us in the one room because... He said, I'm off to Russia, Brownie. Well, it's no real issue for me and Matthew because that's what we did for about eight years in the Tigers. <laughs> so it was just me and him basically just trying to lead up to balls going along the ground over <laughs> our head. It was it was a two-man show. And let's be honest, Nato, we can probably handle this without him. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Richo, it's not <laughs> just me. Good. It's not just me that's going. You were in big strife. Big, big strife. Actually, you called this late in the yep. show last week, Hummer, that it was irresponsible of Nathan. So just just to recap for those listening, yeah, there was about four and a half grand in, in Brownie's Punk Club, which yep. is a, a great initiative suggested by you. It's going great guns. We're about $1,000 up on the Punk Club, we were. You were. And you decided to pretty much go all in. Now, the rule of thumb for Punk Club is about 10% of your balance each week. You put $2,500 or $4,000 on one, one weekend. Yep. He went, ha- the, he went the line on West Coast yep. and St Kilda. And hard on it, Richo. And looked looked pretty promising at three-quarter time, Hummer. We had $1,000 on West Coast at uh, 33 and a half. So and you'd been crowing about this. This wasn't just a normal bit. You'd been crowing. You thought you were very smart. I'd found, one. I'd found one because the line started at 53 and a half. So uh, extraordinary scenes at 48 points up at three-quarter time. <laughs> I thought, how good is this? 48 points up. So we're 15 ahead of the line at the moment. West Coast are flying. Josh Kennedy's kick six. They're running rampant. I thought this is going to be a 70, 80 point yeah. drumming. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, the Saints uh, got moving. The skunk hasn't been able to hit a side of the barn <laughs> all year, decides that he's going to turn into John Coleman and start <laughs> kicking them from anywhere. Gresham hadn't been near the ball all game, kicked a couple of goals. So the Saints kicked seven goals. To, that's but, punting, isn't it? That is. That, that is the devil just giving you one right up the ass. Mm. And. <laughs> Backside. I mean. <laughs> right. There's no rules on podcasts, but uh, but there was, you had some other bets as well. How'd they go? Because you went I hard did, again. I went hard on Adelaide. I thought Adelaide would get the job done uh, against GWS. GWS's best game for the year, bar none. I think. Oh, so absolutely. It just that shows terrific. you, doesn't it? You can't. Uh, there's no certainties in this uh, caper. That's for sure. And we also, uh, I was pretty bullish on Gold Coast, and that was a close one. That was about an 85 point drubbing. Which was pretty disappointing. It was a, a really disappointing all-round week for the punt club, but we'll bounce back. There's winners to be had everywhere, Hummer. There's a winner in every game, except if there's a draw, mm. and I'm sure I'll find something this week. We're down to two thousand from the four and a half we had. We started at three six or something like that. So um, I'd imagine that if we put two thousand on something this week, we double. Have you? Did you cop any flack during the week? Did I cop any flack during the week from Twitter? Um, yeah, I copped a fair bit of flack, but that, that's, that's part of the territory. What I want to discuss. You'll bounce back, though. I'm I'll backing bounce you back. in this week. I don't stay down for too long, Matthew. <laughs> I don't stay down for too long. You, you, around the office, Matthew, it must yeah, be said that yeah. Hummer is a very loud, oh, loud operator. Yep. He likes everyone to know that he's around. He is the life of the party, the right. class clown, if you mm. will. Uh, he's very humorous. Oh, he, I get a lot of humour out of him. He might want to just so. tone that down in Russia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I've noticed that he has 
developed a man crush on you. Oh, now, it's he? not the mm. first time that really? somebody you... would have a man crush on you. How have you worked this out? Well, mm. He was so excited the other day when you were you're going to do the first podcast and uh, he was going, oh, can, is it okay if I send the email? <laughs> As if that he had your email, it was going to be something big for him. So I said, okay, no. Don't give him my phone number. I'll put the podcast together. <laughs> I'm you, asking. You, you send Matthew the email. And then after the podcast, you've left the first one that we did a couple of weeks ago that yeah. didn't go to air because yeah. he didn't press record. <laughs> Wasn't he a come good out start. And he goes, I can't believe how good of a guy Richo is. He was Next so summer. nice. Yeah, he was, it's mutual, he was engaging. And he, 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 had, he liked what I was saying. He was interested in what I, I said. Hammer. Matthew is very, very good at uh, at faking an interest in something, and he's done it many times over his lifestyle. And I think he's just faked an interest in you, young man. No, no, I like mm. how you operate, Hum. I think oh. you're very, uh, very polished uh, on the microphone. Ah, oh, that is very kind because that's I don't normally get to- yeah. called po- uh, called polished because yeah. the reason why, Brownie, is that I, I do, I've, I've got a man crush is because I'm I'm still I'm a small fry in this whole game, and a lot of the big the big dogs. Don't they treat me like a bit of a drop kick from time to time? No, that's you whereas can't Richo like that. has just got all the time in the world for me. Treats me like an equal. Well, you know where I got that from. You Brownie. don't. Have we got time for a quick little story before we get yeah, into the game? Of course we do. Course well, I've we had do. a man crush, and you know I had a man crush on Eddie Vedder, one mm-hmm. of the great uh, rock icons of all time, and he's our generation, Brownie. Isn't he, he is. Yep. He no, is. we looked up to him and Kirk Cobain and Chris Cornell and all those mm-hmm. grunge guys from Seattle. Well, I was lucky enough to uh, meet Eddie. In 2008, Hummer, this, uh, Eddie had uh, stadium concert. Sorry, 2009. Yep. Went to the concert. A friend of mine was tour managing, and I got a text near the end of the concert, and they said, come downstairs and oh. meet Eddie. After I was, you know, I was like a little kid yeah. in a lolly shop. So go downstairs. We have a few beers, and we can see Eddie and the band mingling around. And I thought, oh, this isn't going to happen. You know, how's it going to happen? Anyway, the mate of mine facilitated a little handshake and a photo with Eddie. He was very nice, humble. I thought, yep. how good is this? I've met a hero, and he's a good bloke. Oh. So I was ready to leave. I thought, yep. I'm happy now. I've got the photo. I've had a quick uh, beer with Eddie Vedder, and I'm about to leave. My mate says, no, 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 you're not leaving. I said, why? He said, no, no, we're going to go back to the Como in South Yarra with Eddie and have a few beers. Oh. So I didn't think it was going to happen. Anything. Next thing I know, I'm in a Tarago with Eddie Vedder, his security man, yep. the driver, and my mate who was tour managing. And just went for a few froths. Left to right, left Eddie had stadium in Eddie's Tarago. As we're driving oh. out, there's a few Pearl Jam fans waiting yep. around where the cars come out of Eddie had. He actually got out of the car, signed autographs. So I'm now wow. the, now I'm even more impressed by the man. We get back to Como, we get up to his room, we're on the balcony, there's a bucket of coronas there. His wife comes out, says hello. Goes back to bed. Eddie says, we're just going to have a few beers out here. I spent the next four hours drinking Coronas oh. on the balcony of Eddie Vedder's room nice. at the Como in South Yarra. He was the best bloke yeah. I've ever met. So sometimes you should meet your hero. Now, when he when he was on stage and he gave you a shout out. He did, yes. What did he oh. say? He called me Michael Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened, I'd retired the day before and there was a photo in the newspaper and Eddie was reading the newspaper that day and said, oh, who's this guy here? And my mate, who's the Richmond man, the yep. tour manager, says, oh, that's uh, Richo. He said, I'll give him a shout-out tonight. Unfortunately, <laughs> he, got, he got my name wrong, but he did sing Given to Fly to me. Uh, very nice, very oh. nice. Uh, what about big friends in high places, Hummer? Yeah. You're going to need them because you are going to Russia for the World Cup. You're covering for Sportsbet. And unfortunately, I look at you and the you schedule. are 
a humble bogan, and you need to watch what you say over there because oh, Russians mate. don't bugger eyes around. And they have there are a lot of holes in the mm. ground over there where you might end up. And he's following the Socceroos around, and they haven't scheduled the Socceroos in the big city. <laughs> they haven't, have they? They've got the Socceroos up in Siberia. Haven't yeah, they? With a ta- we're playing a, a, a town. A town called Samara, which was a state-run town until about 10 years ago, and they've actually, what they've done, they've gone and boarded up the town so the locals can't get into the tourist area. Oh, That's to- But let me, I haven't shown anyone this. I'm going to take Have my Have you done off. your will and stuff like that? Oh, I've got nothing to give. That's all right. But let me just show you how I'm in more trouble. Because if you remember, yesterday we had to go get some haircuts, some yeah. World Cup haircuts. What now, you done? David Beckham, who is an Englishman, obviously, and the Russians hate the English, but right. somehow I drew the short straw. In 2002, he rocked a blonde yeah, mohawk. I remember. Yeah. Now, just, I'm going to oh, take this no, off. Oh, Look what I've had to get done. Oh, this is. Oh, Hummer. Look like at skunk. It is the it's most. Orange. It is the most disgusting haircut that you have ever I, seen. That that is. Uh, Isn't not it good. just? Dis- it's pathetic. I had to leave this hat on. I didn't want to even come in today. I, for the first time, I am just rattled. So Google rattled. David Beckham 2002 if you're listening. Mm. Yep. And it doesn't look anything like that. <laughs> and I'm a fat David Beckham. <laughs> and David Beckham looked a lot better than what you look. <laughs> you're going to um, get bashed. Oh, yeah, I'm gone. So that's why it's the last one. Let's just jump straight into it. Short game. We've only got a few games. This, of course, the start of the, the buys this week. I oh, know. I guess we had a buy last week, didn't we? But Ports, Port versus Tigers. Well, Randy. obviously the news coming through, Dustin Martin is going to play. So Just the, come through in the last half hour. The yeah. odds this morning were Richmond $1.76, Port Adelaide two ten. That's turned around Ooh. the other way now. Port and now the $1.74 favourites, Richmond on out the, to $2.10. On the back of one player. I think that um, – I'm still going to back Richmond here. I think yep. $2.10, the way they're playing, they play the Adelaide Oval – Really well. I know they've been beaten there by Adelaide earlier on in the year, but they're playing some really good footy. Port, I thought they were a bit disappointing on the weekend, so Richmond for me at 210 is just about a lock. Yeah, I'm, I'm amazed that the odds have turned around that much, Brownie. I don't know how that works, but yeah, there's already a made replacement for Martin. It's going to be a bit wet and damp in Adelaide, the uh, the predicted weather on Friday mm. night. Anthony Miles comes straight into that position, I would think. He had 44 kick three in the oh, VFL last week. It's a big day, isn't it? He'd be, he'd be winning the Liston by a mile. Yep. Martin's a big out, but I think Richmond can cover him uh, this week. But you know Miles comes in and gets 25-plus yeah, immediately. He He's not a young player no. comes in and gets seven mm. or eight. He is no. a player that will have an influence. No, he'll have impact. Now, well, well, if he has a best on, just say he just absolutely dominates, what happens when Dusty comes back in? Well, I think. Oh, uh, you're going to play Dusty in the twos, are you? Well, I'm not saying you're going to play Dusty in the twos, but can you fit them both? Can you fit all three in? I think they go like for like with selection now. Mm. So uh, he'd probably be still. He's waiting for an injury, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. I'd I'd say Miles needs to look elsewhere and try and get somewhere else next year, and I think he'll be a pretty good play. Still only 26, uh, Miles. So he's been around a while, but still only 26. Geelong versus North Melbourne kicks off the Saturday games. North Melbourne, just the uh, the miracle stories. We said last week, anyone that said North was going to, if you predicted at the start of the year, anywhere but the bottom two or three, they're just lying. If this was played anywhere else but Geelong, I probably would tip North because they're in a lot better form than mm. Geelong at the moment. But you can't tip against Geelong down there. It's, uh, it's an incredibly hard ground to go down and, and win at. And uh, I just think the Cats will get over the line because of the home ground. But North are the best pressure team in the AFL now. The only thing I will say about Geelong is they lost to Sydney down there this year. uh, And then Carlton had more inside 50s, more scoring shots and got done by 10 points after Geelong kicked the first four goals. That was the quickest 24-up payout of the year, by the way. And then Carlton came back, probably had a chance to win it. North Melbourne play extraordinary footy. You look at 2016, nobody gave the dogs a chance and they were flying at the end. Nobody gave Richmond a chance last year at all. A lot, Actually, a lot of people, very similar, 
the way they're playing. A lot of people thought Richmond bottom four at yeah. the start of last yeah, year because they lost to Sydney by 113 points yeah. in round 23. Yep. Um, obviously, North Melbourne don't have Rance, Martin, Rewalt, Cochin. So that that's where they don't have the star power. Mm. But I'll tell you what, Wait and Ben Brown are doing a pretty good job. Zeeble, Cunnington, they're not the echelon of Richmond, but they're doing it in a different way. Is Wait going to come back in late withdrawal last week? We don't know yet. Mm. If, if he comes back in, look, going to be super close. I'm only going the Cats because it's at Geelong. Yeah, look, I, Geelong, favourites really, really, $1.45 at the moment, but the line at 15 and a half, I might take the line for the Kangaroos because I think Kangaroos are playing good enough footy. Uh, whether they can play this footy when it comes finals because they're up, they're, they're very well up at the moment. It is a long season. Is Jared Waite in career best? For, is this is this season to date been better than any season he's had before? Certainly at North, but at, at Carlton? I think so. I think so. If, for consistency, I think his last three years have probably been the best years of his career. He still had those mm. injuries, still had reports. But imagine if he could have been able to do that when the Blues were up and flying mm. in the late 2000s with Favola being able to be injury-free. He could have been anything. He's played his best footy in his 30s, Jared mm. Wade. He's yep. a machine. How does that happen? Because, you, I mean, you both went into your 30s. Did you, at the end of it, you were just knackered? Well, he played the best Some, in his 30s too. Well, Some players are slow learners, and it takes you a long time to work out how to get that consistency mm. and that was what it was with me. Well, your 95 season as a young buck was pretty yeah, handy. But week to week. 91 goals yeah, from centre half forward. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But week to week consistency, I was in my 30s and I think weight's been a little bit the same. How old were you in 1995? In 95 yeah. or 96? 96 when you kicked 91. 21. 21, 91 goals, centre half forward oh, in a side that was going pretty ordinary at that and, stage. And rated myself highly, Hummer. Very, very oh, good. Imagine the swag. We would have matched Brownie's swagger. Nothing can get that. <laughs> Nothing can match that. <laughs> All right, next game. Hey, well, no, before the next game, Brownie, two weeks ago you teed off that kids' books. Well, oh, yes. <laughs> the rant. You did the rant. Eh? The rant. You've had, a te- you've had teed off a of kids' books. And it only happened to me yesterday. So I went to a cafe yesterday. It's a cafe that... Is this going to be another political correct thing? Yeah. No, no. Oh, it's, okay. a, it's a moral thing. It's an immoral code. So I went in there, and all I wanted, they, they do this nice little... It's like a, a muesli bar, but it's like a, a granola bar. It's yeah. beautiful. It's oh, nice, right? It's a granola. It's called a granola and, bar. And uh, normally you've got cash to pay for it. This <laughs> granola bar comes to four dollars eighty. Now right. I don't know why they charge four dollars eighty and not five dollars, but it's 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 not the money that's the concern. It's the it's I guess. What it's, is it? It's the moral about the story, Matthew. I went in there and I ha- only <laughs> had my card, so I didn't. Ha- I didn't have cash. Right. And the That's... lady who was in there obviously didn't know me or hadn't seen me before. Oh, said because I go in there a fair bit, right? And she, I said, I uh, got card. She goes, Yeah, you well, need ten dollars, do you? No, five dollars minimum. Right. And so Ooh. this is four eighty. And I looked at her and I thought, Gee, okay. it's not about the money. No, it's I'm about the that. principle. She should have just said four eighty, five dollars. And... Did I don't she, think it cost me that much. Does she know you? She knows that you come in there? No. Right. No. So as a new girl, hadn't had her mm. before, but the owner wasn't there. So I was sort of looking around, right. wanting the owner to come. It's only a thing of 20 cents, but yep. it's more the principle of the thing. No, I'm with you. That yep. somebody should go, $5 using a card, where cash doesn't really exist that much no, anymore. No, we're in a cashless Everybody society. Uses, and it doesn't cost them 20 cents for me to use my card. It's yep. a, it's a, it's an FPOS card. Obviously, it's, uh, I just couldn't believe it. I, I hate that no, I'm with you. It's well, rubbish. You, you both have been in pubs that involve cards. Have you ever implemented those rules in any of your pubs? No. What's the reason behind it? Because it costs you to use an FPOS card. Well, it costs them about, every, every cost time about three cents. So they, no. uh, so they would have lost 17 cents, basically, Yeah. if well, they let you have it for 480 No, they, they would have lost three cents. Sorry, three cents. <laughs> 
Yeah. Look at but us. I, tackle, I, don't, I don't even know. Tackle it, commerce. Because it, it's a debit card. <laughs> Whether they lose anything because it's a debit card. Yes, they lose something on the credit card, but not the debit card. So, look, it's, you a, do? It's, it's a moral issue. Did you pay the five bucks? I paid her and gave her a roll of the eyes and a bit of a huff and puff on the way out, but I didn't say anything, Hummer. I was uh, quite stoic. I just think you're grumpy you went recognised as Nathan G. Brown. Yeah, that, that's more the yeah, point. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Don't you know who I am? That sort of style. Yeah. Uh, it's the uh, the Battle of the Expansion Sides, GWS versus Gold Coast. I wouldn't have thought this was going to be much chop this game. You at never Spotless know, Stadium. At Spotless. Yeah, yeah I, I won't be betting in this game. I think uh, GWS win pretty comfortably. They got their form back. They got Josh Kelly back. Once he's come into that team, they already look a lot better. So yeah, I would be tipping the Giants by at least five goals. Ooh, boom! What's the? Have you got the line there, Brownie? Uh, the line as I bring that up, Hammer. Keep talking while I find it. Um, well, 40, take, forty-four and a half. Forty-four and a half. Yep. That's pretty. That's big. Mm. What's the weather like? We don't know yet. I shouldn't put questions on you like that. We do bring weather into this podcast a bit, Richo. Because if you can beat the, if you can beat the ga- if you can beat the bookies with the weather predictions, you can. There's just a nice little profit to be made. St Kilda versus Sydney. This would be the surest thing for the round if you're a punting person. Yep. Sydney have won their last eight against St Kilda. Oh. Five of them by fifty plus points, and the Swans just get the job done. They've won fourteen out of fifteen at Etihad Stadium, where the game is. I know yep. St Kilda got going late in the last quarter. But I just cannot see them getting over the Swans. Who's going to play on Buddy? Mm. Young Austin on Buddy. I'd be uh, a little bit worried about that matchup. So I think the Swans, too much uh, experience, too much to play for. I don't see them uh, not winning this one. No, I, I tend to agree with Matthew. I think uh, Sydney, they they play uh, Eddie Ad Stadium pretty well, Sydney. Yeah, 14 uh, out of 15, I just Ooh, said yeah, nothing. I was backing you up on that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Josh Kennedy. <laughs> to get 30 or more disposals. Uh, I think that's pretty good. And obviously, Sydney, uh, St Kilda, defensively out of their forward end when they get the footy, they're not great. They were really good last year. That's where they've fallen down this year. I think Jake Lloyd sweeping across half back is $2.80. I remember I kept backing him at the start of the year for 30 disposals. He started at five. He came into four. He's now $2.80. So he's been getting 30 regularly. So Jake Lloyd and Josh Kennedy, 30 disposals. Would I be over the top and saying Jake Lloyd should be in the All-Australian squad at the halfway mark? He probably should be in the squad. Um, He's had a good year. Plays in the easiest position on the field, I would have thought, at half back and doesn't man up anybody. So If you can't get a possession playing at half back. You may as well give up. (laughs) But people rate it really highly, 25 at half back. Yeah. Surely you do that in your sleep. You should be doing what Rory Laird's doing at Adelaide. Yeah. Mm. Playing yeah. on somebody and then getting 35 the other way. That's what a half back flanker is. Dollar twenty one on Sydney, $4.45. That could be a good one to use your tw- get 24 up. I think Sydney might blow them out of the water. You might get paid your 21% return on your investment in the first quarter, Brownie. Now, Brisbane versus Essendon Sunday, one ten. Up at the Gabba. I think Brisbane can win this yeah. at the Gabba. That couldn't have been any more disappointing last week, the Bombers. You, you went into a big game against the Tigers, and I thought they went back to old habits, and they didn't move the ball quickly. They didn't tackle, and I thought they were overawed by the situation. Now the big build-up, they look at uh, the Brisbane, and they go, oh, we're going up to Brisbane, nice and sunny, good weather. Yeah. Is their mind just off the job a little bit? Brisbane at home. Well, what a bounce back. They were yeah. terrible last week against the Kangaroos, but I reckon they can bounce back. They did sort of hang in there, though, late. I thought they could have lost that by 100 Se- points. Second half was even. Yeah. yeah, Dane Beams, how good was his game? 30-odd and five. It's a that, big day. That is a huge game. Yeah, I, I'm just tipping this could be a danger game for mm. us, and I think Brisbane can cause an upset at home. I agree. Well, that's where they touch up the Hawks. Hey, um, Brownie and Richo, you yeah. both can answer this. Mm. 
pre-game super. Did you guys have any pre-game routine and superstitions that you did? Because there's been a bit of a talk about it recently. I think most players do. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I did the same thing every night. So I would make the same pass. I'd go down to the pram markets on a Friday or a Thursday, depending on when you play, yep. and I would cook the exact same meal. Um, and I was so worried about having heavy legs in a game. Yeah. Like when players talk about heavy legs, it's like you run out there and you just feel like, where's my energy? Where, mm. what, why, why do my legs feel so heavy? So what I would do when I was watching footy, whether say we played on a Saturday and it was a yep. Friday night game, I'd watch about a quarter of the footy leaning up against the wall with my legs up the wall. So my back would be on the floor and my legs would be up the wall to drain the blood out of my legs what the? down. Is and there any science in no. that? No. There's a lot of science behind no, this. No, I felt it worked. So <laughs> what I would do, uh, that's what I would do. And I would also, that afternoon, have been down to the bay and I'd have a walk in the water, which was horrendous because it was ridiculously cold. So with that and my legs up in the air, I felt my legs would be light and I'd be able to run. So yeah. they were my two big... What were you, What would you cook each... each oh, let me guess. Spag bowl. Bolognese. Is there an so. AFL player that doesn't eat spag bowl on a no. Friday before a game? No, that's what I It's had. the Australian dream. But I had penne bolognese, not spaghetti. Spaghetti. Always penne is the little tubes. I like the penne. Yeah. I like the penne. The good thing about penne is you get the the, the sauce gets inside yes. of it as well. Mm. And yes. for some reason, I'd always want to run out behind the captain. So if the captain was Kane Johnson or it was Scotty Wine when I was at the Bulldogs, I'd always want to run out second for some reason. And I was always uh, at Richmond, Brett Deledio trying to get in front of me. He wanted to run oh. out second too. And so in the end, I just had to say, mate. I'm the vice captain here. I'll be running out second. <laughs> I actually, uh, my superstition was my very first game uh, at the MCG in 1993. I felt it, I just felt like I needed something to eat about an hour before the game. And our team manager at the time was a guy called Graham Bergen, who was a premiership player with Richmond yep. in 1967 and 69, I'm pretty sure. Berg's great man. I said, Berg's, I just need a little bit of sugar, something to, to pep me up. Mm. So he went out and he came back with a Mars bar. So I had the Mars bar, played okay in my first game. So from that moment on, that was my superstition. Real, every, every every single game, every game. Bergs, while he was there, would get me the Mars bar, and then I got had to pass it on when Bergs left. But I had a Mars bar about an hour before every game. Did from, you what? And so you passed on the the yeah, role of someone yeah, going yeah, to get it. What yeah. you didn't want to just go get one no, yourself? No, no, because someone had to hand it to me. That was the superstition. Oh, that's yeah. getting that's getting a bit to the OCD. And then it is. But Brown, like Brownie, I had to go out last. I didn't touch the oh. banner, mm. so. Because oh, remember, weird, Cam, remember Cam Mooney, who would run around the That's banner? That's right. Who would never yeah. go through it. There's a lot of players that don't. Who like had the weirdest the ones at Richmond? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't. I think when you're in that zone before a game, you just, you just worry about that, your own. You're worried about your own preparation to notice other players' superstitions. But everyone would have one. Mm. Hey, Dockers versus the Crows. This uh, this because Adelaide's not going too well. We've got Fremantle. This one obviously in Perth. Two dollars ninety six. Adelaide a dollar. 40. So what we have is Nat Five sitting out of this game, who was the outright Brownlow medal favourite. Obviously, he is not going to win the Brownlow, but we will have a market for Nat yep. Five to have the most votes in the Brownlow if you want to bet on that. But right now, so it's changed. Tom Mitchell's into 3.15. Dustin Martin won't play this weekend at the 6. Jackson McRae, do they win enough games? He's at 7.50. Gorn at 12. Andrew Gaff, $12. We would have a lot of uh, votes at the moment. Andrew question Gaff. without notice, and you've got your, lap, your yep. laptop there, Brownie, but... I'm telling you, I think Trent Cochin will be right there. Sixteens at the, at the moment. Yeah, I, I just think he's pinched a few threes that you might have normally given mm. to Martin. And uh, I just think Trent Cochin, he's, he's a, a proven vote getter. Yep. I'd be keeping a close eye on him. I'd and be I, keeping an eye on him. I'll tell you who else will yeah. be getting votes is Steel Sidebottom. Yeah, he will. Mm. $34. Had another 37 last week, Steel Sidebottom. 
Huge, huge go. Early, well, early, early rounds till he was kicking goals. I reckon uh, Phillips would have had. You know, he's had games where he's had thirty and two, thirty and three. Mm. He'd be uh, getting a few as well. Do you see Gary Ablett is leading that? Did you see that stat that came through during the week? But Gary, who's had the most thirty touches and a goal. That's just right? stock Gary standard Ablett. for Gaz, yeah. isn't it? So they say oh, you had a cracking game last week, but who what wins you... this game? Gee, I, it's a tough. I, I'm the same. I'm, I don't like the dollar forty on offer for the Adelaide. No, I think they'll win, but that's uh, yeah, that seems a little bit low. Fremantle have been really good at home this year. Mm. Um, their last three or four weeks hasn't been the best, but their early season form was good at home. Three dollars and five. So, Adelaide have just got too many injuries for me to back them. And Freo, I've got too many guys with less than twenty games against Collingwood on Sunday. They mm. had nine players, twenty-one games and under. That's you, mm. that's too young. You can't win games that young. And what young clubs do like that? They started the game really well yeah. with Collingwood for probably the best part of a quarter and a half, and then dropped away. Yeah. Now Nathan. Yep, the second most spoken about segment on the AFL podcast behind Richo's story time yep. is when you just give us you delve into the archives of what it was like as a player and you just uh, you reminisce. Reminisce. Where are you going this weekend? Well, this weekend? is off field. This where one. do we go on the this time capsule? And it involves the Matthews. So I'm going to rem- reminisce. Be very careful about. Uh, no, it makes me. Here. It makes me look like an idiot. Actually, Matthew, this one. Yes. <laughs> So, Surprise. I, uh, before my lovely wife that I have now, uh, of oh, no. eight years, I had a girlfriend and Matthew knew her really well. We went out for seven years and yeah. most of my AFL career. Towards the end of it, we broke up and uh, it was a tough time in my life, but we'd been broken up for a little bit. And as part of the breakup, I got her a um, an apartment in St Kilda, uh, rented it out for her for a year. Just as part of uh, you know the uh, the, un- very, the the undoing, very generous. And anyway, we went out one night, and it was probably oh, a month a month after we'd broken up, and we were at uh, at a bar called the Barclay. Yeah, the Barclay. And, and there was me. There was Matthew. It's on a uh, Sunday afternoon. One of our other mates, uh, Dave Toch. So it had just gone nightfall, so all the lights were coming on, and. Um, so I said, uh, there, there you go, boys, there's the, uh, the money I'm wasting on the apartment over there that I've paid for the next year. And the lights are on and, uh, you could see Ooh. my ex, um, walking around in there because the lights are on. So just a, an outline of a shadow. And then oh, no. what happened next was, was a bit disappointing oh, no. <laughs> because then there was the, the outline <laughs> and we're all watching. There's about four of us and there's an outline of a, it was a male <laughs> and everybody went quiet. Nobody said anything. And, uh. Richo came up with, uh, is he paying rent as well, Granny? <laughs> <laughs> and then we all had a laugh and it was like, uh, oh, move wow. on time. How, but, soon, uh, how soon after it did was, that happen? Oh, it was about a month after. But, uh, you want to call I'd, up and say the rent's off? No, no, it was uh, it was part of a, an ama- amicable separation, it was, but it was perfect timing for Matthew. He was very good at timing it was, and it was just a very, very... Funny couple of minutes. Fair to say, Hummer, that uh, that was the end of the day. Everything sort of <laughs> just flattened right out after that. <laughs> we all sort of went our own separate ways. Oh, geez, yeah. That is very I, – I didn't know you had that in. That's very generous to uh, to put up a rent for a oh, year. Nice. Very, very nice. nice. Hey, I um, that money back now. <laughs> I, I think from an early podcast you said you got, was a, you got taken to the cleaners during that, that time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> You've got to live in the now, Nathan. I am. Hey, I haven't let it go yet, so uh, I will one day. <laughs> hey, the uh, last game of round 12 is a and cracker. And the best game, Hummer. Because a Monday, how good is it settling into Monday? For, I guess you both will have to be working, but for us that don't work, just sitting working. in on Monday, no, aren't you? I'm not working either. Ah. Oh, What's happening? They've the, got the B team going out for I'm both of you. I'm going to go down to the Village Bell and watch it and have the, a ooh, couple of frothies. Well, it's a lovely Monday. I've got it? the kids because Christina's in New York for the next week, so I'll be at home. Super Dad's. 
How uh, what type of how how will you go? Will there be issues with you just with four kids is a lot for one for well, one man, having, especially you. Having Monday being a public holiday is good, and normally I have Tuesdays and Wednesdays off, so it's okay. But uh, got we've got an au pair, so she'll help out. Grandparents will have two of them for Friday and Saturday when I do Greg football. And, Greg and, and Michelle for, coming down? No, it would be Christina's parents okay. will be uh, will be doing right. it. Um, yeah, will he bring yeah. some meat with him? Uh, <laughs> Dad, hmm. the butcher. Yeah, well, no, didn't you say he's a very good cook and he cooks a lot of meat? No, that, that's Christina's dad. My dad's a butcher. Ah. Yeah. Who probably, I, I'm not sure whether my dad was an assassin when he was a young, but, but he had a lot of guns. Did he? Yeah. Yeah, strange Ooh. man, the old fella. Oh, Greg Brown. Yeah. He's got a good leather jacket, Greg Brown. Yeah. Does he? He wears it all the time. Hey, anyway, um, let's get into the Let's game move on, on Collingwood. Melbourne, Melbourne $1.57. Collingwood, two forty one. Melbourne, I tell you what, they are absolutely flying. You just Every Melbourne fan is just coming out of the woodwork at the moment. And so they should. They've had a torrid time. What, 1964, yeah. the last flag. So you don't mind. Them the only thing I look at here is Melbourne scoring. Uh, Unbelievably. How good they're scoring. Can Collingwood keep up with them? Or can Collingwood lock the game down where Melbourne don't score. I, I Look, I genuinely think Melbourne are going to kick 80-plus, which means Collingwood has to kick that plus as well. So I think if it's a game where it's about scoring, I think Melbourne win purely because they've got McDonald and Hogan. And what about Jake Melksham's form? Probably mm. the best small forward in the game this year. One-on-one on one inside 50, Melksham. He is really good at the moment. Both yep. these teams love to throw the ball around. High disposal teams. If it's a nice day at the G and uh, Melbourne get their ball movement happening. They're a great contested ball team. Yep. Collingwood have been good in that area as well. But, look, I just think, purely on form, Collingwood are playing well, but I think uh, I think Melbourne can get the job done here. What I will say is um, Josh Caddy is probably – I don't count Josh Caddy as a small forward anymore. Yeah. He's a medium-sized forward where I reckon Jake Melksham is. Now, um, the, the last thing I want to do before you get yeah. into a story, because we've got yeah. to wrap up, but I am tipping Melbourne in that game um, – yeah. Every now and again, like when you go to – this is a male thing, and I imagine a lot of males uh, – you, you get a bit of seepage, uh, um, oh, uh, Matthew. So, you know, sometimes when you go to the toilet and you wipe your bum – Oh, my a, God. What? All of a sudden you go back later. And, You're unhinged today. What the hell is going on? I'm completely to, unhinged. You need to wipe your bum again. I'm staying out of this Jesus one, Jesus Christ. I have found a product which fixes this. So if, if you're oh, out there and you've got it's a... It's called a nappy. <laughs> what the hell? It's called psyllium. So it's called uh, PS something like you have a, a spoonful, right? And then you go to the toilet and you, there is nothing there. Absolutely nothing no. there. It oh is like a dream. What's wrong with what? this product? I don't understand. Are you, a bra- are you now a brand ambassador for psyllium? Oh, I hope so. It's doing the job. So it gets you going up inside and it cleans out all your issues. He's unhinged. You know, he's clearly with Christina in New York. I don't think he's he slept. He hasn't slept. What's wrong what are you with do? We're doing an AFL podcast. We've got Richo in here, and you're talking about a product I can only assume is made for people with, you know, old bloke who can't control their bowels. Hey, if you got a problem out there, I'd like to fix it. Okay? Oh, my God. Richo, please... <laughs> Please, right. can you say I'll this? Get us back on track. Wait. Get us back on track so because, Brownie, is... that is just an absolute disgrace. Look, yeah, he's sorry. trying to help people, but what's uh... the psyllium sales go up? Oh, gee, Nathan, you you need to have a sleep, mate. I'll tell you. Hey, uh, footy trips. We all love a footy trip. Love they're, them. They're a oh, thing yeah. of the past. My my first big footy trip was to Las Vegas in 1996. I'll give you a couple of highlights from that Las Vegas trip. And then one big low light. Uh, a mate of ours, Ben Harrison, a good mate of mine and, and Nathan's, played at the Dogs Carlton and Richmond. He's the only man that has ever been to Vegas and actually did not see one single bit of daylight. 
Oh, good boy. We arrived in Vegas uh, late at night from, I think we were coming in from Dallas on the yep. footy trip. We arrived late at night. We went straight out. You know what a casino's like in Vegas? No windows, yep, slits, curtains. Harrow uh, probably stayed out till just before dawn, went to bed. He then woke up every day <laughs> just after dusk and then went out again. We went out for seven nights in a row. We then left at night again to fly into LA and get the connecting <laughs> flight home at 11 o'clock to Australia. He did not see one bit of daylight in oh, seven days. Been cool. <laughs> he doesn't like daylight, Harrow. So that was, uh, that we thought that was a highlight. Kind of vampire type set up that. He did not see one bit of daylight. So we found that funny. Uh, on this trip, we had yep. a big night out. Uh, it's about 5 a.m. in the morning. I'm in a cab on my lonesome. A little bit uh, down in the dumps. It was yep. probably night five or six. I'm driving down the strip in a cab yep. on my own. We'd left, I think it was MGM. We were down the other end of the strip at yep. the uh, the lowly circus circus, which was the cheapest. <laughs> what? The cheapest. What are you ta- doing there? Cheapest on the strip. And uh, I get to a set of traffic lights. I was nodding uh, on, you know, in and out of sleep. Yep. I woke up and I turned to my left and I looked out at the traffic lights. And at the traffic lights on Las Vegas Boulevard, a very busy uh, piece of, uh, of traffic way. Yep. There is two of my teammates, Matthew Rogers and Jamie Tape, both South Australians and both very weird uh, people. And, <laughs> and rest in peace, Jamie. He's a, it was a terrific guy. I looked across. They are sitting next to me in the cab at the red light in a golf buggy. <laughs> <laughs> this is a true story. And I thought, I thought I was seeing things. So I had another look. I went down the window and I just said, what are you blokes doing? They'd come out of Caesar's Palace, which is a, probably the biggest uh, casino on the Strip. Yep. There were no cabs around, which is strange in Vegas. The concierge had about four or five uh, golf buggies lined up. The place is that big. To get the luggage to the rooms, yep. they put it on the golf buggies. They thought it's they just- were... They thought it was a courtesy sort of vehicle situation. <laughs> and they drove pinched it. They drove the golf buggy from Caesar's Palace down to Circus Circus. Oh. And the cops actually pulled them, get them up at Circus Circus and they actually let them off. They said, oh. What are you doing, boys? They just thought, Oh, these guys have got no idea. They actually let them off. That's the stories that make footy trips. Yeah, I might they? tell a footy trip story later in uh, maybe next week or the week after. So, if you survive. So, yeah, I thought that was very humorous. Oh, aren't footy trips good? It's just yeah. the time when footy clubs are just starting to plan just Remember, their trips Russia's now. not a footy trip, mate. That's no, fine. well, on that note, this is the last time you're going to hear from me for at least a couple of weeks. If I make it back, hopefully so I'll So, are we I'll still going to do this next week? We are. Yeah. We are. Just, probably be just me and you. Just to I know Michael Wall will probably try and put his imprimatur on this, no, but we gone. don't need him. Hey, look, have a, have a great time in, in Russia. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. It, should, it should be all right. It'll be a good experience. And mm. um, I'm, I am going to shave this, this well, thing off because it is a It disgrace. would be a good experience when you're being tied up and uh, some bloke's taking a, uh, a surgical equipment to any part to of the your kidney. body. Well, yeah. I'll tell you what. Here is, here. I, if anyone, I doubt anyone from Russia is listening. One, my kidneys are no good. Yeah. You, or my liver, you, you don't want them. But we were told, we had an information night, and they yeah. said, look, if there is a Russian girl that's just showing a little bit more interest than you probably deserve, run. Because well, it, she's, she's <laughs> not, her I'm intentions are not all good. With that haircut you've got, mate, <laughs> yeah, That's right, I've got the women repellent. No, I won't. All right, all right. Thanks, thank boys. you very much, boys. And please, uh, we need you to like, subscribe, rate, however you listen to your podcast. Get us up the charts. You are going to have a punt on this Queen's birthday weekend. Please do so responsibly.